Hallelujah. And so, in Second Timothy, as we've read, you see, he's saying right away, the grace of Jesus that was promised earlier, that is the hope he's talking about, was promised earlier, is what brought the hope of Jesus extinguish, exterminating death in your life. Materialized on the day of rapture, right? When you're being lifted up, when you have def defeated death. Okay, so we don't have much time, we need to run. And he's saying, the, the, the rich man is in torment. We have seen in Psalm 55, the horrors, the terrors of death. Death is terrible. One characteristic of life on this earth is death. Death is terrible. Let us read Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. Please read it. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. Real fast because it's not even in the rudder, my rudder. The Bible says, verse 27, just as people are destined to die once mm -hmm. and after that to face judgment. You see that now. And then verse 28 on how to wait for Christ. Verse the people is coming to take. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting to for him. To those who are waiting for him. And he's not coming to die again because I have seen him. I have met the Lord. He has a crown. So he's not coming to argue with the Pharisees anymore and get tired and cross by foot towards Bethany again. No. He's not. He's coming to take his own. Because he already died for the church. And when he died for the church, he paid with his own blood. When he paid with his own blood, then he developed a covenant with her. When he developed a covenant with his people, the church, then he separated them. Then he told them that now he's going up there to prepare a place for them. You also prepare the earth. So he's coming back to take those who are waiting for him. And he has every right to take the church. Because he has paid with his own life. And so, therefore, he has the right to get a befitting church. A befitting bride. A holy bride. Because of the tremendous excellence of the work he did at Calvary. Perfectamente. He did everything perfectly. And he delivered us completely. So the church is lying that he did an imperfect job that he is not able to deliver them totally. The church is lying today. Jesus did a complete job, sufficient power he left behind for total deliverance, total liberation. So we rather leave the full deliverance of salvation, blessed people. Read real fast, I don't have time. It was foretold in the book of Isaiah 25 verse 8. The Bible says he will swallow up death forever. Oh yes. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. That is serious, blessed people. And then first Corinthians fifteen, twenty four, twenty six. I'm running, just write the scriptures. I will explain everything together. I'm going to explain everything together, but you are catching what I'm saying. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, twenty four, twenty six. The Bible says verse twenty four. Then the end will come when he, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is, is death. death. 
So when you get a chance to read Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 to 15, then you see finally he, he, he finally extinguishes death on that day. Even death is judged. Hallelujah. That is just how mighty the God we serve Jesus Christ is. So therefore we need to live totally different from the world. We need to live with hope. I'm just running through this because I want to cover everything for you. And so now, for that matter, if you have that amount of hope, now turn with me now to the book of Hebrews chapter, I'm going to read it myself here. Hebrews chapter 11, turn with me there now. I'm now reading. Machari, you can retire whoever was reading there. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, everybody are with me now? Now, in the Old Testament, they simply heard that the Messiah would come and would exterminate death. Eyo solamente escuchor. Eyo's no piste. They did not see it. They did not realize it. Let's read. I'm going to expand it, but let's begin from verse 35. Hebrews 11:35, if you can. If you want, you can read from 32 if you want. From 32 it says, And what more shall I say? Hebrews onset from 32 al 40. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 32 to 40 says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon. He's not saying, look at this now. He's not saying in the Bible, I do not have enough examples. He's saying, if I began to narrate them, what this promise of resurrection did to people that are examples, are towers in the Bible, I would do it forever. There would be no space. He's saying the problem is time. But the Bible is full of them. He says, I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, again Jephthah, uh, about David and Samuel. And then at the end, <laughs> At the end, he just ends like this. He ends quietly in a manner that seems simple. He says, and the prophets. Those are now the icons of what he wants to talk about here. But he, you know, simply like that. Those are now the pillars of what he wants to discuss here. The prophets of Yahweh. And he goes on to say, and the prophets. Who through faith conquered kingdoms and administered justice and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions? Hallelujah. We are beginning to understand each other, right? Who shut the mouths of lions and quenched the fury 
of fiery flames. In other words, inside the furnaces. I think you're beginning now to have a conversation with me. We are now beginning to talk. Who through faith, again, if I were you and I meet faith, you, if you want highlighted, you highlight it. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouth of lions and quenched the fury and the fiery furies of flames and escaped the age of sword, of the sword, whose weakness was turned around to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. 35 where we were supposed to begin says women received back their dead raised to life through resurrection. There were others who were tortured refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. This is serious. Let me even end right there for a moment. Moment of all. He's saying that you are the church of Christ. You are the generation that are living. You have realized Christ's salvation. He has come and gone to the cross. You are born again. The Holy Spirit has come. Hallelujah. You can see the evidence also of his power. Creepers are walking. The blind can see. The deaf can hear. So you are really living in that dispensation when Christ has come. And we have just celebrated the power of his resurrection. But he's saying that the saints of the Old Testament, Santos de Antigua Testament, they did not see Christ. They only listened to the prophets. Solamente escuchor profetas de Dios. And they heard that the Messiah would come. And that when the Messiah would come, he would come with power to extinguish the power of death. That he would come with sufficient power. He would go to the cross and he would come from there with power to exterminate death. Solomon they simply heard. And he's saying that when they heard that, they captured it. Are we still together, my daughter from South Africa? When they heard from afar in the Old Testament, they captured it. In Spanish, they say, Eos Tomar. They took it. When they captured it, 
it was so treasured to them that it now fortified their faith. From afar, just hearing that the Messiah would come from the prophets walking and saying that the Messiah would come, there was no Bible. Just hearing that the Messiah would come and he would exterminate death. When they heard that, they it built their faith on God. It fortified and strengthened their faith. To the extent that he mentions in 35, look at what he says in 35. <laughs> in 35, he says, he says, women receive back their dead, the works of the prophets, raised to life. There were others who were, number one, tortured. Have you heard the word tortured? Do you know what tortured means? Tortured essentially means describing the manner, okay, okay, describing the manner in which he was beaten until he died. So if it is a piece of metal with a swollen head of the metal, they hit the head, pa, 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 and killed. That is the meaning of torture. He's saying that when they simply heard that the Messiah would come, would come, they have not seen him come. Then he strengthened their faith and look at what it did to their faith. Whereby when persecution came, look at what happened, 35, women received back their dead raised from, to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Focus on me now. He's saying, "Big, what? This is big. This is the hope he was saying should make the church today live totally different from the rest of the world." This hope here. He's saying this is so big. We should be glowing when we are walking out there. Because he's saying that the saints of the Old Testament, by mere hearing that they did not see, they just heard that the Messiah would come. And that the Messiah, would, when he comes, he would come with sufficient power and authority. Sufficiente. Paramatam muerte. For killing death. And when they heard that the Messiah would come and exterminate death and the sting of death, the victory of death would be taken away from death. It fortified their faith. And they began now to live for God. Eos commenced. I don't know why Elizabeth always looks as if she's trying to peep at me. I don't know why she does that kind of nonsense here. So, it is unbelievable because it fortified their faith to the extent 
that now they resolve to live for God alone. Step by step. And then he says that because of that, persecution came. But when persecution came, they refused to renounce their faith. And they accepted when they were told, please renounce your faith. If you renounce it, we will release you. They refused to be released and accepted to be tortured to death. Why? Because they simply heard that the Messiah will one day come in a generation ahead there and would die for us and then he would give us a better resurrection. Let me explain this to you. Let me explain better resurrection to you. Let me explain this. He's saying that resurrections took place by the prophets of the Lord. Resurrection. And he's saying, but when the Messiah would come, a day would come, okay, I am surpassing Lazarus. If you noted, I've surpassed him when I say a day would come. If you just noted, I've already passed Lazarus. Have you noticed? I have passed him. They were told that when the Messiah comes, a day would come, a day. When the Messiah finally would resurrect people. And he would resurrect people both of the New Testament church and the Old Testament saints. And that resurrection would be much better than all the resurrections they have had. Are you hearing me now? Just a moment. Would be much better. Why? Because that resurrection would not be like the resurrection of Lazarus. When he was resurrected, he still died. That resurrection would be a superior resurrection whereby when now the Messiah would resurrect people on that day that is coming, they would be glorified and be given eternal bodies, glorious bodies, and they would enter the eternal kingdom of God. Do you understand me? When they heard that piece of hope, good news, became their hope. When they heard that good news, that became their biggest hope now. Wow. They said, wow. The Messiah is going to come and do that. That is it. Now we are going to live for the Lord. We are going to live for that Jesus who is coming. Orita agora in Portuguese. Orita nosotros te vivir por él. For that matter, we will now live for him. And he strengthened their faith. And that's why when they were being tortured and being told to renounce their faith, 
they refused to renounce their faith. They said, you just kill me because I know that nobody will live on the earth forever. Even if I accept to renounce my faith today, I will still die. But you rather kill me now than so going to glory on that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. This is serious. This is very serious. The present day church has attempted to abuse Jesus. The present day church attempted abusar Jesus. They have attempted to abuse Jesus. Can you sit down? They have attempted to abuse Jesus. Because they had not seen the coming of the Messiah. They only heard from the prophets who were walking around. And at that time, it was not even a time of putting people together like this. You just go to the market door, you say it, you move out. You say it to another two people, you move out. You walk to a village, say it, move out. They heard that the Messiah would come. And the Messiah would come with a lot of power. And he was bringing power to kill death. In other words, resurrection power. And once they heard that the Messiah had guaranteed, when he comes, he would guarantee resurrection power and that they would be resurrected on that day, that day that, look, he's saying a better resurrection, meaning the resurrection of that day would be totally different from all these other resurrections where people are resurrected and they die. No. That they would be resurrected in other words, glorification. That they would be glorified. He's saying, when they had that hope, no, 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 no. They were not in the New Testament church. They did not see the advent of these two prophets calling rain from heaven, calling the cloud of God to, to express to you that now that day is near. Not at all. They, they had not even seen Christ has not gone to the cross. But when they just heard that he would come and go to the cross, it fortified their faith. You see, I'm, I'm talking on faith. I keep talking, saying faith. Fortified their faith and strengthened their faith such that their faith was immovable. Not movable. When they heard that. Their faith could not be moved. And he's saying, because of that promise of resurrection on the day of rapture and glorification, look what happened. They accepted to be tortured to death. They began to live for Christ. Look at this now. They have not seen Christ come, not yet. They have not lived salvation, not yet. But look at this now. He's saying, because of that, that promise, he said, verse 35 again, he says, there were others who were tortured, refusing to renounce, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Why? They understood that everybody must one day die. 
that you can renounce Jesus today and live for a short while for a temporary pleasure, a short while on the earth here. And then your day of dying will come because everybody must die. And when you die, you would go to hell because you renounced Jesus. So they refused to renounce Jesus because they understood that the Messiah would come with resurrection power. Look at this now. For that matter, they were tortured. He's listing them down now. Some were tortured, refusing to be released that they might gain an even better resurrection. In other words, he's saying, people that have this hope, just by hearing them, they just heard. This hope of resurrection, of rapture. The, the hope I'm always describing here that I've seen the church go and enter. I've seen the church taken and enter. That people that have that hope, whether you torture them, they will not renounce their faith, my daughter, Mrs. Lumala. They will not renounce their faith. And he's saying, they refuse to be released. Some faced jeers. So if you are listing, you listed tortured. Number two, jeered. And flogging, number three. And even chains, number four. Being chained. And he says, and imprisonment. Being put in prison, number five, six. Hmm? Number seven. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed with a saw like this in two pieces. How painful it is to be sawn. They were sawn with a, with a saw in two pieces. Huh? This is serious. And then he says, They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins. Is somebody following me now? They went about wearing sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute, meaning you have nothing. You have nowhere to stay. So, so look, oh, look at me. Look at me now. What is he saying? He's saying, that because of hearing that the Messiah would come, just hearing that the Messiah would come, their faith was so strengthened and they had strong faith in the Lord and because of that, they began to face persecution. And when they faced persecution, it was so bad that some of them were dispossessed. Some of them were dispossessed. Their relatives rejected them. Some of them, they lost their things. They lost their homes. So they became destitute without where to stay. But never to renounce the faith. They accepted to lose home. Like your home where you stay in Italy or in South Korea. Someone, this, because of that, they throw you out. 
And they say, if you renounce, Jesus will give you back your home. They refused to renounce Jesus. They chose to be destituted in this life. To be homeless. Better language that is known in Kenya. To be a homeless. They accepted lose their homes. They accepted be tortured to be killed, my Lord. To be killed. When they heard in the Old Testament that the Messiah would, would, would come. The word is would, would come. He has not yet come. And he's saying, some where they faced jeers, flogging, and even chains, and imprisoned. They were put to death by stoning. They were sowed with a saw into two pieces, and they were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskins, destitutes, persecuted, and mistreated. Verse 38. The world was not worthy of them. That when they heard that the Messiah would come, when they just heard that the Messiah would come, when they heard that he would bring resurrection power, then they realized that that thing the Messiah is going to bring, resurrection and glorification, is the most treasured thing ever created. And they said, for that, they now accepted. Let's read it again. They accepted. He said, he said here. Yeah. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destituted, persecuted, and mistreated. Then they said, look at me. That if it is true the Messiah is coming to finish death and to glorify us and take us into the kingdom of glory, then for sure, this world is not worthy of us. Oh, yes. They rubbished the world on that day. They said, for that matter, this world is not worthy our lives. Listen to this very carefully. Because Iglesia Aurita in Espanol, Iglesia Agora in Portuguese, the church right now is actually pursuing the things of the world. Right now. Is pursuing the things of the world. In Uganda is terrible. It's unbelievable. In Kenya is terrible. Everywhere. South Korea where. The church is right now glamouring to get the things of the world. And yet for them, by mere hearing, they have not seen Christ come yet. When they heard that he would come and defeat death and glorify them and bring them into glory on the day of rapture, they declared from that day on that the world is rubbish. That the world with its wealth is rubbish, is not worthy of their faith, is not worthy of their lives, is not worthy of their hearts. They declared. 
This is serious. And then now you have a generation where the Messiah has already come. Uh-huh. Now you have a generation where the Messiah has already come. He has come. And he has already gone to the cross. And you have already lived the salvation. You are born again. And you have experienced the power of that salvation of the cross and the blood. Creepers are walking. Yesterday blind eyes opened in China. You have experienced that power. You have experienced that power. And then, you are still busy fighting for the things of the earth and not ready to renounce the world. Not ready to renounce the world. Instead, ready to renounce the faith. Do you understand? Do you now understand the vision of the rapture of the dead? The promise of resurrection on that day, that particular day. He's saying, that is your hope. Verses 13, 14. That is the game changer that should have changed everything in your life, how you live on this earth. Because he's saying, they accepted loose property. They accepted to lose everything plus their lives. And they're saying, God's skin and everything. Look at what he says, Father. He says, verse 38, The world was not worthy of them. They were wandering. They wandered in deserts like animals. Meaning, these are people who were even excommunicated from their communities. Excommunicated from their families. But refute, renounce Jesus. My Lord. This is serious. Yeah? They wandered in deserts and mountains. Living in caves and in holes in the ground. You now tell me, who of you is ready to enter into a hole with a blanket? And say, that is how you are going to be living your life. You talk to me. Who of you? is now ready to go and live in a cave or in an underground hole. You say, no, there is a python there, it might bite me. They entered inside caves without a blanket. They chose to continue living for Christ. They accepted to be excommunicated by their families and their communities. And dispossessed. But never ever to lose faith. Why? Because when they heard the Messiah would come and on a particular day bring about a better resurrection, glorification, at rapture, for entry into heaven, the vision I described here, it fortified their faith. You could not, other than kill them, you could not change their faith. You must kill them. You must kill them. But they will not renounce Jesus. Hi. Do you see what an indictment on this church? And he's saying, verse 39, this 
were all commanded for faith. In the other versions, does somebody have, uh, I don't have King James here. Does somebody have King James here? Read it aloud. Shout with the microphone they're given to you at the back there. Read verse 39. I'm reading this verse in King James deliberately. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 39, King James Version. And this all, having obtained a good report through faith, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Received not the promise. Continue. Verse 40, God having provided some better thing for us. Look at that. God, here he says, since God had planned something better for us, continue, that they without us should not be made perfect. Anybody with another version? Because I want to open for you. Again, just read 39 there. 39 again. Read 39. They are approval by God. 39 says, I read mine first. He says, they were all commanded for their faith. Commanded. The word is commendation. Commanded. There is another one called divine approval. Another one. And this all having obtained a good report. A good report. Another version. Now look at this now. Having done that, they received divine approval from God. That is a problem. Because the present day church is seeking for approval from the world. Oh yes. The present day modern church is instead seeking approval from the world. But for them they rejected the world that they may receive divine approval from the Lord. Why? Because they heard that there is a day the Messiah would come and present a better resurrection, glorification, at rapture, eternal body for entry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Este agora de cambiamento mudança in Portuguese. This is the hour for changes in the church. We must bring changes to the church of Christ. Because right now it's the opposite. They are seeking approval of the world, not the divine approval of Yahweh. But these people, when they merely heard that the Messiah would come, just hearing, they accepted to suffer, persecuted, dispossessed, destituted, tortured, abused, passage, everything happened to them, thrown out, entered caves. They accepted to go to the mountain and live in caves. Why? As long as I get divine approval from the Lord, my Lord. The message of resurrection at rapture. The message of resurrection at rapture. My Lord. Serious. I wanted to go straight to glorification. But I said no. I need to finish this. This is important. He's saying. Look at this now. That the resurrection of Christ. The glorious resurrection of Christ. 
is what commanded resurrection for all. But among all that are resurrected, he now divided out those that are resurrected for eternal life. The one I saw. For reward. Reward. To be rewarded. Recompensed. And another group resurrected for what? Damnation. Judgment. Commanded by the resurrection of Christ. And he's saying that the promise of resurrection or glorification, the better resurrection where you are resurrected once for all, never die again, should fortify and strengthen your faith so much more than the saints of the Old Testament. Nuestro Señor espera. He thought, él piense, that esta generación would live a more powerful salvation. Why? Because they have realized Christ has gone to the cross. Christ has brought salvation. Christ has brought the Holy Spirit. He expected much better than the Old Testament. But instead, now if you look at the church in the Old Testament and you compare with this one, it's unbelievable. It's, un in an, in an, it's not believable. Eh? It is not believable that this age can live in the dispensation when Christ has come and gone to the cross and died on the cross and buried resurrected and ascended, sent the Holy Spirit. And the announcement of that special day is now happening. It is totally unbelievable to the Lord that even until now, this church cannot reach the level of the Old Testament saints who simply heard Solamente Escuchor. That's why you are here. That you may go bring repentance to your nations. This calls for global repentance, national repentance. A whole generation should repent. Now, let me read further the things he says here. And he says, verse 39, These were all commanded by faith, divine approval, yet none of them received what had been promised. Eos gloriosos. That glorious church, I want to call it church, the Old Testament saints with their glory. How glorious their faith is. He's saying they have not yet received the reward due them. Why? Because he's saying, again, they are yet, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. To be made perfect is essentially glorified glorification. To be made perfect refers to glorification. He's saying that they have not yet received their recompense. Recompenser. 
the glorious nature in which they walked with their faith and with God. In that glorious way in which they walked with faith and with God. He's saying until now, God did not reward them. God knew that another generation was coming that would realize the cross and realize salvation and realize visitation of the Holy Spirit and realize the cloud of God going down to them. Realize the rain of Mount Carmel pouring on them and they are dancing in the rain. And realize leprosy cleansed. Realize blind eyes, 100% 100 healed in Rio de Janeiro. And realize the latter glory. That that generation would be more glorious supposedly than them. So he did not reward the glorious Old Testament saints that walked in a manera maravilloso, excelente. He did not reward them yet. He was waiting for this church. He was waiting for this homosexual church. He did not know. He did not expect that this church of this age would receive the salvation of the cross, salvation of the blood, the visitation of Holy Spirit, and also the announcement of the coming of the Messiah, the wonders of God, and then go ahead and still become homosexual. He held back the award ceremony to recompense the Santos, the Antigua Testamentos, Santos Gloriosos, the Antigua Testamentos, the glorious saints of the Old Testament. He held back the rewarding of them. He says, no, I have a superior team coming. I have those that will now have a superior faith. That the moment they will realize that the hour, the rapture is coming, their faith will be much more superior. But instead, what have you found? They became homosexual generation. They became a church that accepted homosexuality. They became a church that accepted abortions. This generation became a church that accepted the nudity of women and open prostitution in the church. Open prostitution. Where men come to pick women. Did you now understand why you're here? You must go back home and bring repentance. You must go back to your countries and call for national repentance. Tell them, no, we have not done well. We need to repent and now begin to walk with a fortified faith. Because we have even heard the announcement of the coming of the Messiah. Our faith should have been stronger and more fortified and more powerful and more glorious than the faith of the Old Testament saints.
the message of the rapture of the dead church. Came in such lindo. Came in such puro. What a powerful message. What a pure message. That this generation has to now wake up and live to the reality of the expectations of the investment the Lord has laid on them. Are we together now? Oh yes. That's why I wanted to finish with the resurrection. The resurrection of the dead. Let me just finish a few things here and then we'll get started with glorification. But we have seen very clearly that resurrection of Christ is what brought us justification, was defeated death, and is what will unite us with Christ. The pitfalls, the casual Christian living of today. What makes the present day church fail to realize that is the casual Christian life today. Unbelievable. Matthew 24, 37. Read it for them. Thank you for serving the Lord. Matthew 24, 37, 38. Matthew 24, versículo 37 y 38. The Bible says, verse 27. Biblia dice. Matthew 24. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible... Okay, even Matthew 24, 37, 38. 37, the Bible says... Uh, in a hurry. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Messiah. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in, in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. A casual Christian life, normal, usual life. The dangers of that. Revelation 3, 15, 16. The Bible says, verse 15. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Read it very fast. We have a lot of work. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Living a casual, a normal Christian life is too deadly at this hour. I, I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say in, in Dutch, they say to vomit you out. I'll vomit you out in German, in Dutch. I'll vo I'm about to vomit you. I'm about to spit you out. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Living a casual Christian life when the Lord has called you to a higher bar, a nobler calling, a nobler life, a heavenly life, a higher calling. The book of Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone who calls on me, Lord, Lord. The Bible says, Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. 
away from me, you evildoers. The dangers of a casual Christian life, a usual Christian life, has caused the present generation of church to fail to realize the power of the promise of glorification. 